In today's show, we're looking ahead to an absolute monster, a bumper of a Friday with 12 games on. We'll look at streaming options, if that's even possible, but we'll talk about everything we're watching, injury updates, all of that stuff, and we'll also, we'll hear from Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. We've got 12 games on Friday. We're going to look ahead at everything we're paying attention to in those games with a couple of updates that we need to talk about. So the first game we need to look at, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> it's the Heat and it's the Pacers. Jim Butler is out again. Because he's my butler. Oh, man, this guy. This is why I was pretty down on him, had him as like a third to fourth round sort of a player, is that his body can't handle it. Like, I'm against indiscriminate labeling of players as injury prone, but Butler's body, his lower body, it, it just, it, it doesn't, it can't sustain anything. And that is a problem. And he's out again with his hip tightness. That's two games in a row. You'd think maybe, maybe the 37 minutes a night for three games in a row was a problem. I don't know. Maybe it was. Who knows? But he's out again. Victor Oladipo. I think his knee might be rooted. I think it might be done. Um, he hasn't played this season. He's out again. Omer Yurtseven is out. Little Chungus Nikolajovic is out as well. And they've also listed um, Big Bam Adebayo on the injury report with a knee contusion. Uh-oh. That's not good. If he is out, are we streaming in the Undertaker, Dwayne Devon? Maybe we are. <sighs> on the Pacers side of things, um, injury-wise, we'll talk about what we're going to watch for, but there's a lot of injury stuff here. Isaiah Jackson was... Yeah, he was questionable, but he is off the injury report. So I've done this graphic like you know 30 minutes in advance of me recording this. And of course, by the time I post it, it's changed. Isaiah Jackson is off the injury report, but Aaron Neesmith is there after missing the last two. Neesmith is questionable with foot soreness. So what are we watching for? In Miami, Caleb Barton, who's been okay, like average, below average. He's been all right. He has okay value. When Butler's out, it does help. But he's not a long-term must-roster 12-team player. But let's see if he changes my mind. And also, I want to watch Bam, who we've seen the usage jump up a little bit. Is he actually going to play? What happens if he doesn't play? How does he look without Butler? We saw Lowry and him look really good last game. Let's see how that goes. What for the Pacers? Humpty Dumpty, Ben Matherin. Benedict Matherin, sorry. Um, minutes are all over the place. Look at his last five games. 25, 27, 23, 33, 22. He's really just a points guy. And when you have points guys, not points league, I mean scoring points players, so much of what they do requires a lot of volume, minutes and usage. And there's so much uncertainty about what his role is actually going to be. So I don't really know, I don't really know what to make of Matherin. Yes, he should be rostered at this point, but I can see in a month's time, he might not be. If he settles into a 24-minute-a-night role. Now, I don't think the role is going to continue to go backwards, but it could. There's obviously something that Carlisle's not liking when he's played under 28 minutes in three of the last four games. So we want to watch that. Also just want to cast an eye on Andrew Nembhard. 
That's only for deeper leagues, but he's rostered nowhere. If you're in a 20-team league or an 18-team league, Nembhard's playing. He's playing more minutes than TJ McConnell some of the time, not all the time, but some of the time. He's actually, I think, a top 10 rookie this season for fantasy value, which is wild. Because, again, this rookie class isn't particularly good. And, yeah, there's something at least to just pay attention to. I, I don't think Nembhard's a very good player or long-term future prospect, but he's getting some minutes, and that is what is important at the moment. The next game we look at, this is where some of the big news is. It's the Knicks and the Sixers. There's no spread or total out for a lot of these games, and that's the same situation here. Injury-wise, Jim Harden is out. He's out for at least a month with this foot sprain. That is bad news. Of course, you add DeAnthony Melton everywhere. Um, yet, no, Shake Milton is not a 12-team league ad, in my opinion. Daniel, Daniel House is not a 12-team league ad, in my opinion. Matisse Theibel is not a... Uh, as I just hit the microphone. He is not a 12-team league ad, in my opinion, either. It's Melton, and then it's just going to be spot minutes to Korkmaz and Melton and Thibel and House and Nyang. But I don't think any of them are going to be anything more than streamers. On the uh, injury front, as I said, Harden is out. We'll talk more more stuff in a second. Harden is out. Um, for the Sixers, Embiid is listed as questionable. De'Anthony Melton is off the injury report. So he, he missed last game with a back problem, but he is not on the injury report. Again, another one of those updates that came through. But Matisse Thibel is. He left last game with an ankle problem and never returned. So you know, those minutes will go to someone like a Milton or a Cork Mars. Maybe we, have, we see Jaden Springer at some point. I don't know. It'd be good if we could. Um, yeah. So Embiid being questionable means we're going to get massive stuff happening for De'Anthony Mountain and Tyrese Maxey. Like Maxey is going to absolutely blow up here, I think. And it's going to be great to watch. And Melton is going to put up maybe top 60 numbers in a 30-plus minute role, which is what I think he will get. He is an absolute, the biggest must out of all time. I don't care if you're stashing Jalen Williams or if you added Jalen Suggs. Like you have to have Melton. This is the value you get from this little short-term value is worth it. For the Knicks, I tell you who's been shit house, Julius Randle. Like really quite bad. And I don't think Obi Toppin's the answer there, but I know that Randle isn't. So we want to watch where Randle's minutes go. 31, 33, and 30, the last three games. They've lost all those by double digits. He's playing significantly fewer minutes than uh, than what RJ Barrett is and fewer minutes than what Brunson is in every one of those games. Also, what's Isaiah Hartenstein, who, again, has, I believe is a better player than Mitchell Robinson. Someone comments in the video, in what world is Hartenstein better than Mitchell Robinson? Like the world of reality. He's just a better player. Hartenstein has played 28, 27, and 25 minutes the last three games. Robinson's had 20, 21, and 18. Some of those games were foul trouble. Some of them were not. So we really want to monitor what on earth is going to happen with Hartenstein's minutes and what is going to happen with Robinson's minutes. Will Coach Comover, the stubborn asshole himself, make a change there? I don't think so, but maybe he does. Maybe he does. If you want to play Daily Fantasy, Price Picks is going to be the option for you. Instead of creating a lineup with a salary cap and going up against people who spend all their day creating lineups as my dog tries to move around and interrupt price picks. Maybe he just wants, he's just keen to get his entry in. Price picks lets you go up against individual player stat projections. You want to look at De'Anthony Melton over under 14 and a half points. You put that in. Tyrese Maxey over under 20 and a half points. You put it in. You get up to between two to five of those individual player projections or points on threes or rebounds or whatever. Put them into one lineup and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee back. It's simple as that. It can be done in under 60 seconds and payouts are fast and safe as well. And you can access this in over 30 US states and in Canada as well. It's not just basketball though. You don't have to just do the NBA. If you're a massive, like me, disc golf aficionado, PricePix has you covered. And you might look at some other smaller sports as well, like the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NASCAR, soccer, golf, cricket, college basketball, college football, um, darts, lawn darts, um, 
lawn bowls, 10-pin bowling. A lot of those don't exist, but you don't know which ones because that's how many sports prize picks covers. So go to prizepicks.com or you download the prize picks app and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the promo code LOCKDOWN. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Not $51, not $49. They'll give you $50. Bang on exactly what you deposited. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Cool. Let's look at the next game. It's the Nets and the Wizards. Ben Simmons is out again with his knee. Uh-oh. Um, I don't. I have no idea what's going on with his knee. I didn't realize he had these knee issues. Thought his back might be a problem. This is massively concerning for Simmons. Um, is it? Do you think he's being traded? No, I don't. No, I don't. And I don't think it does anyone any favors to conspiracize, which is not a real word, but I made it one. Anytime someone, I think Rozier is being held out because they're trading him. That's not. That's not how trades work. I'm telling you now. It just unless they deliberately tell you we are not playing this guy as we develop a trade. It just isn't how trades work. So stop conspiracizing anything. The knee injury is bloody troubling as it is. And I don't know what that means for his future. Tony Warren is out and he's going to get asterized soon as well. I'm not sure asterized is a word as well, but he's going to get asterisk. He's going to get like old mate in, in Orlando. I, I, he's just never playing. And um, Dylan Wright will be out for the Wizards. Seth Curry missed the last two games. Injury management after playing one game. Massively troubling as well. And we'll see what that does. While Corey Kispert could be returning. He's listed as probable for the Wizards. I want to watch Royce O'Neal, the Basmati man. His minutes are way too high for a player of his caliber. I don't think Royce is that good. And people are well aware. I think he's solid enough. But when you're relying upon him to play 36 or 37 minutes a night, that's probably what part of why you're losing. Not Royce's fault, but the fact that you have to rely upon him so heavily. But he is producing 12-team value at the moment. And we use that for now. And then I also want to watch um, Nick Claxton, who we know. Simmons out, 31, 35 minutes. Simmons in, 23, 26, 22 minutes. So the value for him is up at the moment. For the Wizards, Monte Morris has been like average to bad. Can he do something different? His minutes are all over the place. 31, 27, 35, 24. Okay. Makes it really hard to rely upon him. But what can he do? Well, are they going to continue to start old mate Anthony Gill? Maybe. Possibly. Erroneously. But what do we do with Avdia, who's played 11 minutes? Yuck. 17 minutes? Yuck. And then 29. Ooh, that was nice. Like, where does Avdia fit? Benching him is horrendous coaching, but they have a horrendous coach. So I guess those two things go hand in hand. By the way, Kispert was probable. He's now officially off the injury report. So good news. Corey Kispert's going to do debut. Maybe they're going to start Corey Kispert and just forget about defense or anything like that. But at least the shooting will be good. Cleveland and the Pistons. Cleveland seven-point favorites to total 227. Now, on the injury report, I had Hull Neto as questionable and Jalen Duran for the Pistons, but Darius Garland is now questionable as well with a knee problem. Uh-oh. Donovan Mitchell is also questionable with an ankle problem. Uh-oh. We saw um, Mitchell hurt that uh, knee in that last game, and I think I, saw, I vaguely remember Garland hurting his knee in that one as well. Obviously, that is troubling. If they are out, Karis LeVert's value goes up. Chetty Osmond's value goes up as well, and even someone like Kevin Love gets Gets a boost in value there. Love was pretty disappointing last game, only 13 minutes. And he, while I don't think he's a 12-team league guy, if those players are out, he obviously is. I also want to see if Mitchell plays, where the assists lie, what the usage looks like. But again, we just need both Garland and Mitchell out there to get more data points in, in that situation. For the Pistons, um, Marvin Bagley remains out. Alec Burks remains out. Jalen Duran is probable, so he is likely to return. The last games without Duran, 
33 minutes for Isaiah Stewart, 30 minutes for Isaiah Stewart, 33 minutes for Isaiah Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass. Yeah, the flaming glass minutes are up. But the games prior to that, 29, 27, 27, 30, 30, 26. So his minutes have gone up because, and this is really positive, Dwayne Casey doesn't like Nerlens Noel as much as Jalen Duran. That's a huge positive. So let's see if Duran's back. Because Stewart get 33 again, or does he go back to 29 or 30? That's something to monitor. And then Jaden Ivey, whose play has really fallen off. Now, his minutes are still fine, so that's really strong. But the shooting's fallen off. The usage has dropped away. The assist rate has dropped away. We want to get more data points to see where he fits as this season moves on. Um, the Bulls and the Celtics. The Celtics are seven-point favorites. Great. The total is 223. Andre Drummond is out for Chicago. Kobe White is listed as doubtful. For the Boston side of things, we know Rob Williams is out. I don't even know. If, yeah, and no, I'll put him on that list. And he's the only injury there. So what do we want to watch for? Patrick Williams' minutes have gone up. The three games without Drummond, Pat Williams has played 32, 31, 33. Is that a coincidence? It very well could be. But it aligns too neatly for me to completely rule out that it's not a coincidence. But it doesn't matter because Drummond is out again. So I added Williams in a 12-team league. It's a slightly deeper 12-team league, the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl. I added him today just to see what happens here. Because everything is trending up and he is looking better. So I added him. And I think you can consider it. While Ayo Desumu struggled last game. Now, that might be a one-game blip, and it probably is. So don't need to drop him. I am I remain skeptical on Desumu, but I've been proven wrong so far this season. As for the Celtics, I want to watch the Malcolm Brogdon-Derek White minute split. Brogdon scored well the last two games, but still only gets 24 minutes. And I'm not sure that's going to be enough to remain a 12-team league player. I also want to watch Grant Williams, who doesn't get 30 minutes unless Horford's out, which limits... Now, his value is strong at the moment. It's, it's really good. I'm just a bit like Royce O'Neal. I'm not sure that some of the defensive stats for Williams and the overall efficiency numbers can maintain at that super high level, and that might drop some of his value down. The Clippers and the Spurs. Kawhi, the fun guy, is out. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Kawhi. Like, it's not all that fun with you at the moment. So maybe that wasn't exactly truthful. This situation is continuing to be weird and he's continuing to be out and they're continuing to be dishonest. So I'd love to know what's actually going on. Obi, where are you going? You're not a Kawhi fan either. Um, Bob Covington remains questionable with the COVID protocols. And then we've got the Spurs with just a million injuries yesterday, but so many of their guys are off the injury report. Trey Jones, he hurt his shoulder last game. He's not on the injury report. Good news. Horsecock Calden Johnson. He's off the injury report. Whose horse is that? Devin Vassell. He's off the injury report. These are all good news and things. Jeremy Sohan. He's off the injury report. Sohan, now. Awesome. The only guys on the injury report is Zach Collins out of nowhere. He's on the injury report with heel soreness. Romeo Langford, after he got hit in the head, he's questionable. And Isaiah Roby, I believe, is questionable as well. Actually, he might be off the injury report. Um, Blake Wesley remains out. So, we've got... Almost a full run of things. For the Clippers, with Kawhi out, with Covington limited, we're seeing um, Ty Lue talk about needing big men in there. So so much so that he played the C part of Moses Brown last game. So that is probably why Zubats' minutes in general have been up if there's not foul trouble. 35, 34, 23, 32, 25. 330 plus minutes in the last five games. And that Rockets game, the last one, was a foul trouble game. So I would expect Zubats to play more minutes. And we'll see how that goes. Whereas John Wall, 15 minutes last game. John Wall has not exceeded 21 minutes in the last two weeks. 
He did on opening night. He got 25 and that's it. Like he hasn't done that since. Not opening night on that first third. Yeah, the Clippers first game. He hasn't played over 21 minutes since. I don't believe that John Wall is a must-hold player. They're just The minutes pathway isn't... As much as you might think that he's a better player than Reggie Jackson, and I tend to agree, there's just too many guys here, and he's not going to get 30 minutes and have the ball in his hands the whole time. I don't believe he's a 12-team hold, but you might. Watching the Spurs, I've written Josh Richardson down here as someone to watch, but let's see where Richardson fits with Vassell and Calden and Trey all healthy and ready to go. And Sohan, like where does it all fit? Also, I want to watch Zach Collins, who did play next to Pirtle last game, but with Sohan returning, is he going to go strictly back to a 20-minute role behind Pirtle with maybe one or two minutes of crossover? That is key for where his value might be as we move forward. The next game is the Hornets and the Grizzlies. Let's just touch on some news from Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges pleaded no contest to a felony domestic violence charge. He faces three years of probation and no jail time. So, of course, a lot of people asked me... um, Hey, do we add Miles Bridges? Let me go through a few things here. Um, Miles Bridges does not, he is not under contract. There is no qualifying offer. He cannot sign a qualifying offer. At the moment, it's up to the Hornets to sign him. The qualifying offer expired. They have his restricted rights. Anyone can offer him a contract, but he currently has no contract. He can't just come in and say, thanks Hornets, I'll take that qualifying offer. That is done and off the table. So it's going to be a team needs to present a contract to him. And the Hornets have match rights. And if that does happen, which I think would be a pretty bad look, he he basically went in there into the courtroom and said, I'm not even going to bother contesting this charge. Basically, I did it. Um, I just want to get this out of the way. That is what no, no contest doesn't mean that this was ruled a no trial or there was nothing. To, he just went in and said, I'm not going to fight it. Like, this is what happens. Give me the probation. Right, that's what happened. So if he does get signed... I'm almost certain that he will be suspended at least for the season. That would be my guess. So no, I do not believe that you should be adding Miles Bridges. Yeah, I, 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 I don't believe. I, I don't believe he will. I, I could be wrong on that. And I'm not, I, I know that I'm going to look at the Yahoo yeah, most added players and he's going to be on that list. But I, I just, I don't believe that this is, uh, this is what's going to happen. So we'll see. But it's not going to matter for this game. But that's just talking long-term. For the Hornets, of course, LaMelo Ball is still out. We don't have a full update on Rogier or Cody Martin or Haywood. So I'm listing them questionable at the moment. We don't have that injury report yet. Well, for the Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson and Zaire Williams are out. So let's watch Jalen McDaniels, who played 36 minutes last game. He played 27 and 29 the game before that. He is a 12-team league guy. Now, he's doing it on the back of five steals, two blocks last game, and 60% three-point shooting before that. But the minutes is what I'm looking at. Now, the minutes I'll find be hard to continue once Ball, Roger, Haywood, and Martin are all there. Does he even get 20 minutes a night when those guys are all back? I don't know. But for now, we add him and we see where it goes. But he's been really good. also want to watch Kelly Oubre, who I don't believe is a very good player. But again, he's going to have to get good minutes. And his production's been okay, especially for points leagues. He's hurting you in a lot of categories for category leagues. Assists are bad. Uh, field goals are bad. Free throws are bad. He's not a good rebounder. Well, his rebound has been okay. Maybe that's unfair. But the Grizzlies, I don't believe Santiago Dama is a must-hold player. Look, when something appears and you want to grab him, Anthony Mountain or Jalen Suggs in Orlando now, who is starting today, like, Aldama's a drop. Dylan Brooks, absolutely. I get, I get so much pleasure in jacking him off. Get that garbage out! Um, yeah, you don't need to hold Dylan Brooks in 12-team category leagues. Points leagues, I get it. But credit to Dylan Brooks, he realizes that he's not as good as Desmond Bain, so he doesn't take as many shots. 
And that is great for the Grizzlies. It's great for Bain. It's significantly worse for Dylan Brooks's fantasy value. But that's how stuff happens, isn't it? For the Warriors and Pel- Pelicans? No, the word is Pelicans. The Warriors and Pelicans. This is a back-to-back for Golden State. So we are expecting Clay Thompson to not play because he will play on Thursday. So he will likely be out. The big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo will be out. Kyra Lewis will be out. But Brandon Ingram is trending towards playing. Brandon Ingram is listed as probable. So he is trending towards returning for the Pelicans. So we'll get a better idea of guys like Najee Marshall, but more importantly, Trey Murphy, as to seeing where they fit in the rotation. Herbalife Jones is also is also sitting there as um, probable. So we're going to get basically a full rotation outside of Kyra Lewis, not that he would be in the rotation anyway, for the Pelicans. For the Warriors, I want to watch Jordan Poole in a starting role. I also want to just cast my eye across Draymond Green, who hasn't been at his best but he's still obviously producing enough value. And the other thing for the Pelicans we want to watch is Larry Nance, who is outplaying Jonas Valanciunas almost every game. 28 minutes to 20, 23 to 24, 14 to 31. That was Valanciunas's favor. 24-22, Nance's favor. 26-22, Nance's favor. They're just going with Nance more than Valanciunas. Does that change that Ingram and Jones are back? I'm not sure. But I want to see what Jones' minutes look like. I want to see what Valanciunas and Nance look like and how that minute's progressing with a fully healthy roster does Dyson Daniels play? I hope he does. But it means he'd have to take minutes away from Marshall or Alvarado or Graham. And I'm not sure they want to do that. But I think Dan- Daniels is legit. I think he's going to be a really good fantasy player in the future. And there is some dynasty appeal there. Pretty significant dynasty appeal. Raptors and the Mavs. A lot of games on, man. Raptors and the Mavs. No spread or total out. Bertans is out for Dallas. He hasn't played yet this season. Neil Aquino's out for Dallas. He hasn't played yet this season. While Fred Van Vliet is still dealing with that back problem. He's missed the last two. Hasn't really hurt them. They've won by 73 combined points in the last two games without Van Vliet. We don't know whether he's ready to return or not at this stage. In the games that Van Vliet has missed, Precious, not Precious, Chris Boucher, Precious Boucher, no, Chris Boucher has stepped up. 22, 21, 25 minutes the last three games. Last game against the Spurs, he was great. He did some of that damage in garbage time um, as they blew them out by 50 points. But yeah, he is putting up good numbers. Now it's coming on unsustainable shooting numbers. And I'm not sure he's going to play 23 minutes a night on a healthy team. But we know that there is value in Boucher, who seems to have overtaken Achua as the guy who gets the minutes when someone is hurt. Now, obviously, with a big sneeze, Precious Achua, you can go ahead and um, you can go ahead and drop him pretty easily. But you know, where does this leave Boucher? Boucher had a weird stretch. He played the entirety of the second quarter in that game, scored 12 points in it. That's pretty weird. So and I, I was wrong in saying about garbage time for him. The garbage time guy was actually Precious Achua, as I'm just looking at some of the breakdown stuff. I also want to watch Pascal Siakam, who's been awesome this season. Top 10 points league player. A little bit hurting in the percentage categories to impact him there, but he's still been awesome and continuing on where he left off last season. Christian Wood. Now, you know me. I hate Jason Kidd as a coach. I don't think he's very good. And as a person, he's probably not great either. But there is so many people. Man, kid, what are they? What's he doing? He's so bad. He needs to play Wood 35 minutes a night. Wood's their second best player. I think we need to calm down on that. Wood is not that good. Wood is okay. He defensively struggles. He can put up 20 points, and people love 20 points. He's a 20 and 10 guy. Okay, what does that actually mean? I've seen Andre Drummond be a 20 and 10 guy. Do you think he's good? Well, actually, some of you probably do. All right. I think we need to be really cautious about that. Like, criticize kid, and I will, happily, all the time. But I don't think it's a crime against humanity that Kidd is limiting Wood to 26, 27 minutes, 25 minutes. Wood is not that good. I don't respect Wood as much as others do. Um, 
but I want to see what they do with him. That's 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 key. I also want to watch Josh Green, who quietly is putting in a really good season. Now, is he a fantasy asset? Probably not. He's more of a steel streamer. But with guys like Bullock struggling, with Finney Smith not really hitting his straps, Green has established a rotation role. I think he looks really good. So I'd like to see if he can get into a larger role. I don't think he will, but I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him do it. Bucks Wolves. Bucks are four point favorites. The totals two twenty eight. Bob Porter's been a little bit disappointing, I'd say, lately. And this is an opportunity for him with Middleton and, and Connaughton out to step it up. And he's sort of been okay, like 24 minutes a night, basically. I think that's going to come down. There's a little bit of a worry here for me for Portis' long-term 12-team value. Javon Carter is starting. He's useless nearly every game. He occasionally has a good one, but it's really hard to trust that at any point. And then for the Wolves, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Your one shot last game is not going to cut it. Now, he's been quite up and down, bordering on disappointing. The Wolves in general have been disappointing. But let's see if we get something a little bit different. Now, Gobert is listed as questionable with an illness, as is Goose. That has just appeared on the injury report. So I don't have it on my list here, but Gobert and Edwards are both listed questionable. So if Gobert is out, we're streaming in Naz Reed. If Edwards is out, we're streaming in Jalen Noel. They're going to be awesome ads. I also want to watch Jaden McDaniels, who has been up and down. He struggled with foul trouble last game, but there are people asking me if he's a drop. Now, if all you're looking at is the points category, I get it. Because he has four points and 17 points and six points, then seven points and 17 points. And I'm making those numbers up, but it's pretty accurate. But he provides enough in the defensive end to keep him in there. So yes, he is a hold, but we have to understand he is not as good as the value the Wolves placed on him where we must hold on to this guy. He's not as good as some of those expectations may have led you to believe, I don't think. And as I said in the preseason, I don't think there is a, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's actually better than his brother. And we'll see how that plays out. Blazers Suns. The Suns are nine point favorites. The total is 223. I want to watch the big fella, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. He's dominating at the moment. 30 plus minutes in five of the last six games. He knows that he's bigger than everyone. He's stronger than everyone. He's the best rebounder on the team. His value is up and he's really loving it. And if you picked him a pick 70 or something, it has worked out well. Now, I was really worried. He looked so washed in preseason. He didn't play in the first game, like 25 minutes. I'm like, uh-oh. And then since then, he's just dominated and it looks great. Also, watch Anthony Simons because his last two games, 38 and 40 minutes without Lillard, big, big numbers, huge numbers, absolutely massive sell high you can find. Because when he played with Lillard, he wasn't a top 100 guy. Now, like top 30 in these last two games because of this. Right, this is the biggest sell high of all time. We saw it last season. We're seeing it again now. It is a massive sell high. I don't know if Lillard returns. He might. Gary Payton still remains out. Don't bother with Shaden Sharp. For the Suns, DeAndre Ayton is questionable. Meaning his return is either coming Friday or Saturday, I'm guessing. Both against Portland. So your Biombo streams, it's not worth to hold on on Friday with 12 games are not worth it. Landale, obviously we drop him there. I want to watch Chris Paul, whose production's been up and down, but at least the minutes have been pushing a little bit higher. So let's see what he is able to produce for us there. And then Cam Johnson, who was really, really strong last game um, and obviously is a must-roster player. The Jazz and the Lakers. Last game of the day, the Lakers are two and a half point favorites. Two and a half point favorites, the Lakers. I know they won two in a row, but two and a half point favorites. The total is 228 for the Jazz. 
Colin Sexton played 31 minutes last game. They went really small. They basically didn't play Walker Kessler. Rudy Gay played fewer minutes, and Kelly Linick played 23 minutes due to fouls. And that enabled Sexton to get 31. Is that what they're going to do? Are they going to just be running small and playing Sexton and Conley together a lot? Does that work against Anthony Davis and LeBron? I don't know. Also want to watch Walker Kessler, who I think is a pretty clear drop in 12-team leagues. Maybe at some point he starts. That would require a Jared Vanderbilt injury, I think, for that to be the case. For the Lakers, yes, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. I want to watch him. I should have, I didn't even talk about him yesterday in the recap after he hit that ridiculous game-tying shot. He is their best shooter by a significant margin, and he should be playing most nights. The problem is, is they have these other guys that they feel like they need to get out there, like Toscano Anderson or Kendrick Nunn. Actually, they've taken Nunn out of the rotation, or even Troy Brown. Ryan's shooting is so key in a LeBron team, I reckon. I also want to watch Lonnie Walker, who has played pretty well most of the time. He's still not a top 100 player this season in category leagues. He's still shooting under 30% from three. But the volume is impressive at the moment. And 35, 37 minutes the last two games is encouraging for where he sits. So we want to see if he can start to string some stuff together. Um, just as I'm recording this, updates on the Hornets. Gordon Haywood out. Cody Martin doubtful. Terry Rozier doubtful. Of course they're doubtful. Why would they be anything else but doubtful? So Jalen McDaniels, full go ahead there. Massive, massive value for him. Obviously, Dennis Smith, we keep rolling there. But huge value for Jalen McDaniels in that situation with Haywood out. Um, the Lakers are going to be without Schroeder and Tom Bryant, while uh, Simone Fontecchio is still questionable returning from his uh, illness. Back-to-back streams, not that you probably can use them, but Friday-Saturday combos, Larry Nance, Grayson Allen, Emmanuel Quickly, Derek White, Ivan Fournier, Zach Collins, Yuta Watanabe, and Nicky Richards. Um, for just streaming on Friday, if you do have that open roster spot, not sure how. Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent with um, Butler out. Pat Beverly, Chris Duarte, Larry Nance, Dorian Finney-Smith, Patty Williams, and Grayson Allen. For deeper leagues, we're looking at Vincent, Grayson, quickly. Um, didn't have this one ready, but I'm going to do it now. Lil John Concha. Yeah! Maxi Kleber, Yuta Watanabe, Dan Gafford, and Reggie Bullock. And for points league streaming on Friday, we've got Lonnie Walker, Santi Aldama, Max Struess, the Winter Soldier, Caleb Martin, Tyus Jones, Emmanuel Quickly, Joshy Richardson, and Pat Beverly. And that... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.